Thanks for choosing to listen to the Sex Series on Life Central Youth Podcast. Whether you're single, dating, or in a long-term relationship, we believe that this series can help you win in the world of relationships. For more teaching content and information on Life Central Youth, go to our Instagram and YouTube channels. Just search Life Central Youth or go to the church website, lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Hey guys, and welcome to the Life Central Youth Podcast. I am Lauren, and today I am here with Hannah, with Dan, Andy, and Adam. And today's episode is all about hallmarks of a healthy relationship. Andy, why don't you just tell us why we're doing this series? Yeah, you know, we are passionate about relationships at Life Central Youth. And I think when we look at our world, the thing I think that causes the most hurt and pain in our world is broken relationships and the misuse of sex. And I think we, we really want you to understand this world. We want to give you some practical tips. If you're a Christian or even if you're not a Christian, we really think this series will help you win in the world of relationships. And that's why we're doing it. We talk about it every year and this year we're doing it on podcast. Yeah, great. Um, so last time in episode one, we talked about singleness, the right person and flirting. If you haven't listened to that podcast, press pause now and go back to episode one. But for now, we're going to be talking about episode two, hallmarks of a healthy relationship. And we're going to start by talking about dating. Dating can be awkward. I don't know if you guys have found that. Um, yeah. Does anyone have any awkward stories? Yeah, I do actually. Uh, so I was dating this girl for a very, very long time, and I would say for the first year, I couldn't go to the toilet in front of her. So literally, <laughs> <laughs> so I literally couldn't wee or poo in front of her. So if well, if you wee or poo of in of front of someone, <laughs> that's, that's a bit awkward. No, it's a bit awkward. <laughs> she wasn't no, but in the same house. Yeah, in the same house okay. or in the same building. So like, if we were out shopping, I would literally go to another shop and find a toilet. But it was worse when I stayed at her house or was at her house for a, like extended period of time. Okay. So I would get on, I had a moped. I was like 16, had a moped. I lived like five miles away and I would get on the moped if I needed a poo. No way. Hold it, drive five <laughs> miles. going to say you were poo on the moped. <laughs> to get home, I'd literally go in. My mum would be like, what are you doing? I thought you were at so-and-so's house. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Run upstairs, <laughs> do my business. Oh, no. get back and just run out and just go back to her house and she was like where have you been for like the last half an hour 45 minutes I'm like nothing just got some paperwork to do yeah I was gonna say what's your explanation like to the girl yeah. like that's absolutely hilarious to yeah, just, yeah, like, <laughs> so are you she saying she bought that, that I was what I was doing but it was awkward okay. it is a significant moment though isn't it when you yeah. like your first bodily function in front of you like oh, a boyfriend or girl such like, a horrible way of putting it the first time you fart um I remember, I remember being at a, a girlfriend's house oh, and I, I pooed and it, I couldn't flush it. <laughs> no, that's the worst. That's Literally the worst. four flushes and it didn't go. And, you know, like her... Her room was next to the toilet as well. Yeah, so she's, so she's hearing all these flushes. Yeah. And thought, what is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I had to get her dad to help me. Like, <gasps> okay. No. Yeah. I'm going to move swiftly. Send it round the U bend. It was like a legend. <laughs> Before you oh have to goodness. poo in front of a boyfriend or girlfriend, you actually do have to get the boyfriend and girlfriend to start with. Um, so, Dan, I'm going to come to you. You are engaged to the lovely Amber. Um, but before that, at the very start, I want to ask you what is the best way to ask someone? out how did you um go about okay. asking amber out uh, okay so the, there's there's two parts to this story it's a good story um uh so a couple of years ago um actually i should probably know how long i've been with amber so two and a half years ago 
we used to play a game at Life Central Youth called Spill Your Guts, Fill Your Guts, something we took from uh, the Late Late Show with uh, James Corden. Great show. And um, it was Amber's Go. And the question, so the idea is you answer a horrible, like awkward question, but you have to be truthful or you eat something that's ho- that's like equally awful. Yeah, like locusts or something like yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, we did bad. have locusts and yeah. grasshoppers. And all <laughs> like hot chili that sauce. Yeah, I, I mean, so uh, Amber's was, I think it was like, okay, either have a shot of like dried crushed up mealworms, something like that, or answer the question truthfully, who is the most attractive male youth worker? Oh, Amber. And like, it was... <laughs> what a rookie. <laughs> what a rookie. <laughs> oh, and it, and the, f- the thing is, some people would have just taken it in the stride, stride and maybe just, I don't know, said something to be funny. But like, she, it felt like forever. Oh. Like, anyone else feel like it was like five minutes? Yeah, it was a long time. <laughs> and in my head, I was presenting, and in my head, I was like, I know you're going to say Dan. So just, <laughs> just hurry up and say Dan. Just say Dan. Like, in my head, I'm going, that was why I wrote the question, because I was like, I know she's going to say it. So technically, you kind of started off Dan and Amber's Please relationship. Please don't say that. But so I've, 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 also, wow. I've also stolen the punchline of Dan's story. Yeah. Oh. But <laughs> basically, <laughs> I like, really angry when people oh, do that to so me. She, yeah. So she, uh, and in the end, she just pointed to me, all shy, and everyone went, oh! And she walked off stage. And the funny thing is, up until that point, like, I wasn't really interested in, like, being in a relationship with Amber. After that, like, I was like, all right. Okay, I'll give it a go. Do you know what would have been the best response? She points at you and says, Dan, you get up, walk across the room and just snog her in front of everyone. (laughs) That would have been been so brilliant. That Imagine the response, because the response was good enough anyway when she said you, because we all knew Amber fancied you. And then you just get up and snog her face off and we'd all be like... What would you have done as, like, the leader? He would have applauded. He yeah, loved it. it. <laughs> then you get the music playing. Yeah, yeah it'd be like... Like the end of a movie. Oh. How so how did you end up going out then? Um, okay, so it was about uh, a month later and uh, I, I didn't just straight up ask her out. I remember she was around mine once after... Uh, having some dinner and I just sat on the couch and went um, um, I kind of like you do, do you fancy going out for brunch tomorrow brunch and, uh, classic <laughs> Murphy move yeah that's <laughs> such a damn <laughs> date and then we You've went out going for brunch. out for brunch ever since we went out for brunch and I ge- li- genuinely said to her I leaned across the table and I went I really don't know how adults do this <laughs> um, so head whilst eating spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> so will you go out with me he stopped eating his Dairy Lee Lunchable <laughs> and I kid you not I kid you not at that precise moment snow started to fall Aww. and I was like oh, someone romantic. upstairs is watching it was just a bloke on the balcony with the dandruff in his yeah. head <laughs> <laughs> it's always awkward though isn't it like no matter what it's always awkward like so me and Tom did the kind of like Oh, is there is there anyone you like? Oh, maybe. Oh, is there anyone you like? Oh, maybe. And then both like we both know it's each other. Should we just kind of say it? And mm. it's just like it's awkward, no matter like yeah. how you do it. But me and Tom decided we were kind of gonna gonna go on a date and and see how it went. But yeah, we were just like, oh, well, I kind of like you, and oh, I kind of like you. It's, it's awkward, no matter yeah. what. Um, there's no yeah. correct formula. No, there's no like easy way. 
Um, but I think it's it's quite nice doing it in person, face to face. Yeah, I think it's awkward for for teenagers as well, because all your mates know and all your mates yeah. are winding you up and giving you grief about it and going, "Oh, you defo fancy air and oh, you defo fancy him and everyone's chipping in and everyone knows you kind of like each other and often like teenage relationships blossom on things like Limitless Festival and all those kind yeah. of things and yeah, it's like everyone do. can see you're flirting across the youth group uh, um, or do you know what I mean that you like each other and I think having that moment where you can go I think I kind of like you more than a friend mm. like, and hopefully you don't get friends owned which we looked at last time <laughs> um, but like having that moment and saying like I like you more than a friend yeah me too let's look at this not yeah. let's dive into a relationship because we both fancy each other yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. i don't think that's the first step the first step is like and we don't often use the phrase date do we like we don't often should we go out on a date it's like should we go out for brunch like should we hang out should we mm. yeah. should we sit mm. together at youth should we meet for a mackies before we go down to cruise yeah. or yeah. should we do something together that's just the two of us do you want to come around and watch a film or like whatever i think find ways to spend time just the two of you yeah to find your compatibility and some of the stuff that we talked yeah. about last time yeah that's great um so that is you know how to get to know someone how to begin dating but once you're actually in that relationship you guys are all in great relationships so i'm quite excited to see what you will have to say but what are some of the key things in making a relationship work i think like we've got we've got to start with the bible and like even if you're not a Christian, like I think this is really, really significant. So in 1 Corinthians 13, Corinthians is a letter written by Paul, who was one of the major first Christians. Um, he's writing to the church in Corinth, um, which is a place that I've been to. Oh, believe very it nice. Oh, very um, nice. Yeah, it was, it was hot and dusty. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, so he wrote this. He said, uh, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Mm. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And right. I think, for me, that's that should be the, your foundation of yeah. how you build a healthy relationship, mm. is looking at that all, all that stuff. And... Um, Andy Stanley from North Point Church, he does a great series called Love Breaks and Heartbreaks, which we're going to recommend at the end for you and tell you where you can find that. But um, he talks about, you know, he goes through each one because I think, like, if you're used to hearing that verse, we, we spiel it off and we go, love's patient, love's kind, does not have, does not pose, and we, we flow through it without thinking about mm -hmm, it. Yeah. But he talks about, like, love is patient. So patience means going at the pace of the other person. Yeah, that's good. So, really? so for me and Laura, when we started going out, like, for me, I'd gone from relationship to relationship, and w I, in my head, we were going dead slow. So we were hang we were hanging out for like two months without ever telling each other that we liked each other, and that for me was like almost in reverse. Like mm -hmm. it was so slow, um, and when I told Laura that I liked her, she was like, "This is moving so fast," and I was like, "Are you messing?" <laughs> <laughs> but I like I, I had to like I had to like go at the pace of, of Laura yeah. not yeah. not yeah. get her to come at my pace yeah. but but I had to go at her pace and I think like it's it's being patient with each other it's mm. you know being kind like 
and and we talked about this last time looking at like the patterns of of them and going like well if you're going out with a boy look at look at how he treats the people that he's comfortable with yeah, yeah. because he's, if he's kind to the people that he's comfortable with then he'll be kind to you when he's comfortable with you because right. right. we're all on our best behavior when we start dating yeah. we're all on our best behavior when it benefits us and mm-hmm. it's actually love means being kind and and i won't go through it because i could be here all day but andy stanley goes through that list really really well mm-hmm. um and what's great is if you take the word love out and put like my girlfriend or my boyfriend in there uh, and you reread it and was like my girlfriend is patient my boyfriend is kind uh, he does not envy he does not boast and went through it like that like that's your list of what you're looking for in someone is you're looking for somebody who is patient who is kind who doesn't get jealous easily who who isn't proud who 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 isn't selfish who doesn't dishonor you who honors you that's 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 your list that you're aiming for and i think that should be the start and the the foundation of building a relationship yeah i think as well um it's kind of quite a, a typical thing to say but also like I think communication is so key and like cannot be kind of underemphasized. I think you have to start thinking about the other person and figuring out the other person and figuring out how you communicate because I think actually a lot of relationships where it starts to go downhill is it can start from something like so small not being talked about or not being like brought into the light and that then becomes like a huge thing and becomes this huge barrier so i think like communication is is so key and so important to just Mm. figuring out how it should like so me and tom for example have had to figure out how to communicate because um if you've ever heard of like strengths finder like my top strengths are something that's key about me is harmony so i really hate for there to be um an argument going on and some like tension and stuff like that whereas tom actually really struggles to to like have a a calm conversation like in the moment he needs to kind of like process it a little bit so we've had to go through a bit of a process of like um tom not kind of like storming out of a conversation and leaving me feeling like you know we're in the middle of this unresolved conflict but also like on the other side my kind of from my side being able to give him space um to to think about things and to to then be able to come back together and have a a discussion and an argument well i think Mm. learning how to argue and disagree well um is really important as well can i ask then how do you do that like how do you argue well because i think that's a really difficult thing to do i think um i think one of the key things for us has been like only talk about where possible only talk about the thing that you're actually discussing so try to avoid getting into the comments about that person as a whole or that person's character or saying you always do this or you never do that because that's when it starts getting hurtful and that's when you start feeling like someone's attacking my character and who I am right now like sometimes we'll even say that in an argument I'll say like can we just get back to what we were actually talking about and what the core of this is and like it might be that there's bigger things going on and you do need to talk about that as well and you do need to sometimes address some character things but I think when it comes to stuff like that it's not for a heat in the moment discussion like just talk about what you're talking about and what you're arguing about then there and then because I think like picking up what you said about like um, your strength finders is also talking about like your love languages as well Mm. yeah Yeah. that's Um, massive because like there's that whole like what is your love language and i think me and bridget when we first got together and even when we got married we probably didn't understand that about each other for a long time so when we first got together i was constantly buying her gifts so i'd buy her flowers and stuff Mm -hmm. like that turns out she hates flowers (laughs) but i'd buy them every week and then like 
because that's what I liked. I liked gifts, and she liked ta- being. She's very tactile. She likes to be touched all the time. I don't particularly like hugs or be- people being touching me. So <laughs> we had to work that out. Really Social f- distancing's been a dream for you. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. But we've had to work that out, and. Part of that is about your family history as well, and it's important to understand each other's family histories, because mm. like I come from like a really middle class family background where gifts were normal in my my family, they weren't normal for Bridget. She mm. came from like quite um, a, a working class background, but a quite a poor background, a broken home, so it was really different. Mm. Um, so yeah, you just have to work that out. And I think I think like for teenagers. Because we're, we're all adults in the room, yeah. do you know what I mean? I think it's really difficult to begin to understand, well, what's my love language? And mm. um, Do you know what I mean? I, I've never done that, and I think <laughs> I joked last time, like, I'm as emotionally unavailable as the next person. Um, <laughs> but, like, like, I think it's understanding how your family relate to each other. Yeah. Because that will often set up what your love language is. So maybe, like, how, like, girls, think about how you relate to your mum, like, do you do you want to cuddle off your mum, or do you want to talk and spend time with your mum, or yeah. do you do you like to buy your mum gifts? Like the way that you relate to your family will reflect some of how you operate and uh, what, yeah, what your and love language is. And it's like how you um, feel loved as well. So like words of affirmation by it might be your thing. It mm. might be uh, quality time. So for for me, words of affirmation make me feel really loved mm. Mm. and when I hear that or we've maybe had an argument or something and then like, I just need to know that Bridget still loves me as a result of that. Does that make yeah. sense? And because I feel really rejected if she didn't do that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing that we were chatting about before was um, actually not putting all your eggs in one basket, like making sure that you're still spending time with other people. Mm. You're spending time with mates. You know, I think it's so important that when you're in a relationship, especially, um, when you know you are younger and in a relationship um it's so important to be able to have your own life and your own identity and um your own friends not just in that relationship yeah and i, and I think adding on to that like we've all got mates who once they like started going out with somebody they totally disappeared off the mm-hmm. face of the planet yeah. i totally did that um but i think also like you as a mate have to understand that when your mate starts going out with somebody, you're no longer the priority in their life. They are. Mm. And so you have to accept that you're going to see them a little bit less. Mm. Um, and, you know, it goes up a level when, when mates start having kids. Because I joke with my mates now of like, oh, I'll go from seeing you once a month now to once a year because mm. you've got kids now. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, your mates don't become a, the, the priority. They're still a priority. We should have mates. Yeah. But I think like, and I think young teenage boys, when they get into relationships, are typically bad for just not knowing how to how to talk to them in public. And they're great on, on Instagram, and they're great when it's just the two of them. Yeah. But then, like, boys in their toys, they want to just sit in the corner and play FIFA or play Fortnite. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember one girlfriend, she came round for the day, um, and it was the day that Football Manager came out and got delivered to my house. So she came Uh-oh. round, and then, like, ten minutes later, came through the door. And I was like, oh, the new footy manager came out. Um, oh, and then I, I loaded it up and like was playing it and just ignored it. <laughs> and like I turned around and was like, what's up with you? And she was like, you've been sat there for two hours getting excited that there's dots moving around on the screen, <laughs> which obviously. if you play football manager, yeah. you understand that. But obviously I was going to be excited. But like you have to make sure that you're making time for them. Mm. 
I think friends are really important because like you are, we've talked about arguments, we've talked about that sort of stuff and you're going to need to speak to your friends about that sort yeah. of stuff. Your friends are going to be there through everything and they're going to be the ones who are going to encourage you. And and like, actually, if you've got something go wrong with you, maybe you get angry too quickly, your friends are going to be the ones who are going to pick that up on you and they might remind you. Because if your friends truly are your friends then they care about you and love you and so they will challenge you on certain things. And I think, like, I remember being like a teenager at school and I had like a string of girlfriends, but my friends stayed the same throughout. Yeah, yeah. And they were mm. really loyal to me and really kept me grounded w- throughout though. Cause I'm quite an emotional person. So I'm either really high or really low, but those people just kept me grounded throughout. So I would just really encourage you that throughout having relationships uh, or, or having a relationship, making sure that you have your friends um, and don't cut them off completely. Cause if you do that, then you'll be you know you'll be floundering at the end of it basically yeah Yeah, definitely that's good a uh, big question that we often get asked in series like this and a question actually i've asked growing up is should a christian go out with someone who's not a christian that's a really good question i think like before we we get stuck into it i think like some really important like qualifiers and caveats to this like when we say christian and non-christian we're not saying that like Christians are better people than non-Christians um and like if you're listening to this and and you're not a Christian like whatever we say here we're not saying we're better people than you not not at all definitely not not. um but you know we we believe that when you follow Jesus it not only makes your life better but it makes you better at life yeah and and I think for us when your life is heading trying to follow Jesus that's something that you can't afford distractions in and uh, and we'll come on to that and and I think like when we talk about this like this is all about what God's best for your life is um, and and what is God's best and 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 how do you explore that because we we don't like Jesus promises life in all its fullness not life in all its averageness um and and so we want what what God's best is for your life um and so it's really important to understand that we're not gonna say here like you if you're going out with somebody who's not a christian and you are a christian we're not gonna tell you here or hope no one's gonna say this um that you need to split up with your boyfriend right away or your girlfriend right away we're not gonna say that like if your parents you know if one of your parents is a christian and one isn't like we're not going to say that your parents should split up that's absolutely not what we're going to communicate in this and it's really important to say that before we get stuck into it um so i don't know who wants to go yeah okay i mean i've had like a real broad sort of manner in this so i've dated uh, a non-christian when i was a christian i've dated a christian when i was a christian and i got married to a christian so i've had that kind of broad spectrum and i so first of all let's talk about dating a non-christian i was a christian got brought up in a christian home she wasn't and she was not bothered that i was a christian so she was like if you want to go to church that's fine and i carried on doing that for a while Mm. but quickly i would say six months in i stopped going to church stopped being interested in that sort of stuff and the only way i can describe it is it's like me she was she wasn't horrible at all in that sense and she wasn't stopping me but she never wanted to come with me so i'd Mm. invite her and say do you want to come to church and she'd be like no it's not for me and then i just gets really tiring and it would be like me being up a ladder and holding her and trying to bring her up to where i wanted her to like come on i want to get you up here and she's just like nah and just it was like a dead weight almost and that sounds harsh but it was like that drag and in the end i was like it's easy for me to come down and just chill with you go out and do all the things and it took me five years 
really to process that. And I, I was out of church for five years. Mm. And then like even like I dated a Christian and that wasn't always that good either. That wasn't necessarily healthy either. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, I think I had a, a really similar experience as well in that I've dated non-Christians and are married to a Christian now. I think, yeah, really similar on what you said. I think the the whole, you know, you want them to, you do have this want for them to, to come to church with you or to, to experience that because I think there's this, if we call ourselves like, christians and and god is such a huge central point of our lives like why would we not want to share that with Mm. someone and also like it's just so hard to have this whole area of your life where um that you can't share with them even if they're even if they are really open to to hearing about it and letting you talk about it which more often than not they're actually sometimes hugely not wanting to hear about that all the time because it's not something that they're they're that interested in but you know i also when I was in that non-Christian relationship, they they did come along to to Alpha and tried to to do some some of that stuff, but I kind of came to the realization that they weren't really doing that because they wanted to find out much about it, but kind of just because they wanted to please me, so mm. wanted to move out that relationship. And having been in a relationship with a non-Christian now with a Christian, like the relationship is just so different um, for me personally. Mm. Um, it, you can just share a whole new area of your life and you can spur each other on and push each other on like you said so it's really really different that's for me personally yeah i think so often when it comes to relationships so often we're looking for a uh is like is this right or is this wrong and sometimes i feel like the question needs to be changed and it needs to be more is this wise like w- good. we yeah, be- really like we believe that as Christians we believe whether you're a Christian or not a Christian that God has got a plan and a purpose for your life and um like if you're if you're a Christian and you are thinking about going into relationship one of the things you need to think about is okay like if God's got a plan and a purpose for my life is this person going to push me and encourage me to pursue that plan and yeah because uh, if God's g- if if like God's best is what's best for you that's one of the things you need to consider yeah. Yeah, I think I would just point out quickly that just because that person is a Christian, though, does not mean that they are necessarily the one. I grew up in a Christian family, but really came to faith when I was about 18. And after that, I decided I'm only going to date Christians. And I met this Christian guy, and I thought, because he's a Christian, he is the one. And actually, that relationship was much less healthy than some of my non-christian relationships so i just really encourage you even if they are a christian doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a super healthy relationship yeah it's really good and i think like to sum up i think like if you're a christian and you are following jesus like that should be like the central most important thing in your life yeah and and i think like I think if I if I talk about football for a second, like like football is one of the most important things in my life. It's it's the most important of the least important things in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and football is a thing that I want to share with the people that are most important to me. So actually, the central thing to my family's relationship is footy. Mm-hmm. We all, like I talked to my mum and dad. How was your week? Yeah, fine. Did you watch Liverpool yesterday? And then we talk about <laughs> Liverpool for ages. Um, and it's like I want to share that with Laura, and yeah. Laura has to watch football with me because I make her but like <laughs> like Jesus is far more important than any football team yeah, or any good, pop yeah. band or whatever and I think like Jesus is the central thing in my life and if I can't share that with the person who I'm gonna spend my life with 
then that's going to be really tough. And I think, like, it, if you choose to go out with somebody who is a Christian, we are not saying it will be a complete disaster, but we are saying at some point it will be difficult. Yeah. It will be difficult because you will have to face that thing yeah. of the most important thing in my life I can't share with this person. Yeah. And relationships are difficult as it is, and it's just another thing that's an unnecessary difficulty in my view. And, and I think like loads of you will be sitting there now listening to it going, yeah, but what about this person? Oh yeah, but this person went out with a non-Christian and then they came into Delpha and they became a Christian and they're part mm. of the youth for, you know, blah, blah, blah. There are exceptions to this, absolutely. And I can mm. I can think of five people that are part of our church who've come because they went out with someone who's a Christian and now they're a Christian. I can't think, think of those examples. And that's why it's not wrong. But I would still always say, I don't think it's God's best for you. And, and there are exceptions but I think the the rule generally is it is far harder to be in a relationship yeah. when one of you is a Christian and one of you isn't a Christian. Yeah. Um, and, and the exception is um, those examples that you can think about. But I think, like, chat about it with people that you trust. Chat about it with one with your crew leaders. Chat about it with someone on the youth team. Chat about it with people. Don't just go flying into it. Talk it through, because I think that's really, really important. Yeah, great. I'm just going to ask you guys one final question. And Hannah, I'm going to come back to you on this, because you mentioned it earlier. Um, so falling out and saying sorry is just part of relationships. And what I want to ask you guys is, what would be your top tips on how to deal with falling out and saying sorry? Yeah, I think I kind of spoke about this a little bit. It's figuring out how to how to argue well and how to have disagreements that that aren't gonna kind of escalate. And I think it's figuring out together like what are the things that are gonna really escalate this mm. um, and what are the things that are gonna really um, you know make this turn into a full blown argument and then mm. trying to avoid. I think. It, What's also good is taught is having a discussion about how you disagree with things yeah. when you're like not in the moment as well. So like communicating and talking about things when you're not in the middle of an argument. So saying, oh, when you said this in that argument, like things like that really hurt me and really, um, you know, that made me that made me feel quite upset. Um, but making sure that the other person is in a place to talk about that. Um, but yeah, I think figuring out how to argue well, figuring out which things which things are, are just something in you where you're just getting annoyed at something but actually the other person hasn't really done anything wrong i think yeah it's it's not trying to to win an argument and to think that you know if you've got your side um acknowledged then you've won but actually trying to come to a conclusion together yeah i think you, know, you just said something really important it's not about winning mm. about individuals winning it's about you, you as a couple that you're winning and I think um, what's important about that is working together, is, is learning to listen to one another's heart behind it. Mm. Um, I think just going back a little minute, just like about like dating, and if you're a Christian dating a non-Christian, what I actually found often wasn't the fact that she was a non-Christian, but the fact that I was a Christian that was the issue with me. So I would end up getting so upset because I'd, I'd bring church or jesus into it and that would create a lot of arguments mm. and i would say that even if you're a christian don't bring like the bible into stuff that's just stupid you just need to because it ends up throwing more fuel on the fire and it's like really quite a subjective and opinionated thing that so i think what you need to do in arguments so then listen i'm no expert uh, but 
I think that for me is listening to the heart behind it. Listening to like when me and Bridget have an argument, I try and listen to it to her heart I know who yeah. she is I yeah, think we've talked good. about this at the start knowing that person is really important that's why it's what Andy said going at a slower pace is important because you get to know that person you get to know their family everything about them and then you can understand why they're be- being the way they are you know when they're totally off and that will probably highlight to you that you're off and that, again it goes back to that idea of having friends as well because your close friends will highlight to you where actually that's you, you need to dress this Adam or whatever and like Obviously, we're, we're talking more about not not adults, we're all adults and a lot of us are married and stuff, but I would recommend this as well, like, because you'll be texting them on the phone and stuff. Don't go to bed on an argument. Yeah. Like, make sure it. you don't do that. Just don't, don't end it on an argument. Just, you know, always look for the positives in your relationship. No and also, what. you just started talking about texting there as well. Don't have an argument over text. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. gosh, oh gosh. gosh no. It just never ends well. Never, ever, ever. No, Never so anymore. many people have, have those discussions over text. And just don't do it. And I think, like, in this season that we've just gone gone through and continue to go through with coronavirus, we've all learned to be more active using things like FaceTime and Zoom yeah. and stuff like that. Like, even if you can't go around to each other's house, which, do you know what I mean? You probably can't, if you're 14, you can't just get up at half 11 at night and go around to your girlfriend's house or your boyfriend's house. Like, use things like FaceTime and... <laughs> and Zoom to have those face-to-face conversations. Dan, how do you and Amber deal with it? Because you and Amber are so lovely. Like, surely you guys never <laughs> fall Surely Amber That's never so says true. anything ever because she's so lovely. Uh, well, but right at the beginning of our relationship, it does tie into one of the things we talked about at the beginning. Right at the beginning of our relationship, we went out for coffee and we and we spoke about expectations. And one of the things that I said is, like, Amber, I'm, not only am I really bad at replying like the content of what i say can come across as really blunt like um there there won't be um uh, loads and loads of kisses at the end of a text like and Bath. we need to be not be <laughs> and we that's funny because you send me loads of kisses mate don't tell her <laughs> <laughs> don't be telling her can we cut that out um um, <laughs> um so um yeah, so said at the very, very beginning, I'm not very good at text, and when I do text, it can be really, really blunt, and we can't be reading too much into, he put one less kiss this time, he didn't put an emoji, uh, so clearly he's annoyed with me, um, so, and I, I'm just, I'm really not good at uh, texting, so like, when, when, we, when we argue, we try and do things face-to-face, you yeah. know, and if we can't do it face-to-face, we'll do it over FaceTime, over Zoom, because... Think about if they say I don't know how much it is, but they say that communication, so much of it is body language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much of communication is body language. So how m- important it must be when we are arguing to be able to see each other, rather than just yeah. read too much into emojis and kisses and all that sort mm. of stuff in a text. Yeah. Just finally to add to that, I think like learning to say sorry quickly is really really important and i think even learning to say sorry yeah when you're not sure what you're saying sorry for but sometimes sorry is the first step for to making things right um and so and i think that's generally in any relationship friendship or you know you fall out with somebody saying sorry quickly and being willing to say sorry that the things that you are sorry for 
is really, really important. Yeah, great. Um, this has been great, guys. I've absolutely loved chatting and I've definitely taken some notes for myself going into relationships and I hope you guys listening, wherever you are, have uh, done the same. Um, each week we are going to be recommending something about relationships. So if you want to um, spend a bit more time thinking about this, Andy mentioned it earlier, um, there is a series called Love, Dates and Heartbreaks by Andy Stanley. Andy is pretty obsessed with it. Um, it's available on podcasts and YouTube. Um, so definitely would recommend that. Definitely check that out. Next week, our next episode is going to be Sex and Ting. <laughs> you are not going to want to miss it, guys. Um, and I believe that is me, Andy, Dan, Amber, and the lovely Laura. Yeah. Can't wait. His wife, mate. Wow. It all just got really immature, didn't okay. it? Yeah. Thanks, guys, for joining so us. Ready. Have a great week, and um, hopefully, we will see you soon. Great. Good job, everyone. <laughs> I hope we can hear you in the background. Giggity. <laughs>